And now, it's time for Mr. College Football and Friends with Tony Barnhart. All right, gentlemen, here we go. TMG Podcast, Mr. SCFB and Friends in three, two, one. And hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football, welcoming you to our brand new podcast, Mr. CFB and Friends. Every week, we're going to bring you uh, the latest uh, analysis and uh, news in college football with a team of experts that has over 150 years of college experience. We are looking forward to this as we hope you are. But before we get started, we're going to do like we do every week with an extra point from Mr. College Football. You know, folks, this is going to be my 47th year of covering college football and football in general. And you know what? I'm just as excited now as any of the previous 46 seasons. You know why? It's because uh, the game on the field, and I've talked to my guys about this, the game on the field is better than it's ever been. The quality of the play, the competition week in, week out, college football absolutely delivers. So as we sit here and talk about the fact that college football is returning with all of the changes that have gone on with the transfer portal and NIL and all that kind of stuff, just remember that we are very blessed to cover the game on the field as we do. What a lot of fun we are having. So with that, that is Mr. College Football's extra point for the week. Now, before we get started, we want to thank our sponsor, APA Games, APBA Games, the leader in uh, simul- board, worldwide board simulations. They do an incredible job. You can find them at APBA.com. And we also want to thank uh, David Amaral in San Antonio and Sheila Dufresne in uh, uh, lovely Chino Hills, California, for their technical help. And without them, we absolutely could not do this. So enough of me talking. Let's introduce our panel. We call him the Jersey Guy, uh, veteran of the Boston Globe, veteran of the Dallas Morning News, Mr. Blauschen in Sichuate, Mass. Mr. Blauschen, how are you today? I'm good, and I'm ready for football in 48 hours. Well, I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready to get going. Mr. Herb Gould is a proud graduate of the University of Wisconsin. A uh, very long, distinguished career at Chicago Sun-Times. He is our world traveler. We never know where he's going to be. Mr. Herb Gould joins us. How are you, Herb? I am great. And like Blau, looking forward to the start of the college football season from my other alma mater, the Northwestern Wildcats, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Ireland on Saturday. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, Mr. Tom Lucci is a veteran of the New York Star-Ledger. Mr. Lucci, how many years did you work at the New York Star-Ledger? I was there for 35, Tony. Did college football the whole time. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, so it was a lot of fun. Still still very much involved in it. And uh, to signify the start of this season, as you can see, my 18, I like it. 1869 T-shirt, first college football game, Rutgers-Princeton. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, listen, before we get started on the news of the day, uh, I just want to take a minute here to recognize that uh, someone who's not here today, uh, Chris Dufresne was a dear, dear friend of ours. He's an original founding member of TMG College Sports, and we miss him. We lost him in, in 2020, and uh, we just want Sheila, who, who again, who helps us with all of our technical issues, we want her to know and her boys to know that as forever how long we do 
this podcast, uh, this will always be for Chris and Sheila and the boys. And that's where we are. So we are ready to get started, gentlemen. It has been, I don't know how to describe the off season that we've had. I mean, we have talked about a lot of things other than college football. So, so let's start, let's start with, uh, our burning headlines. Let's, let's do that. I want to start, Herb, I want to start with you because you're our voice of the Big Ten. What, what did we learn when the Big Ten did their new TV deal? Seven years, around $7 billion, totally changed the, uh, the complexity of, of television. Now it's going to be three different networks. I mean, Herb, what was your initial take when you saw that contract? Well, you know, it's not something that I really embrace. You know, we've talked about this, Tony. I'm not a big fan of Oklahoma and Texas in the SEC. I'm not a big fan of UCLA and USC in the Big Ten. But I think that's just the nature of the modern sports, you know, conglomerate. We see it, this Big Ten contract. I mean, it's no coincidence that they got these big dollars because this is now a coast-to-coast net uh, conference. you got teams in L.A., you got Rutgers in the New York market, Maryland in DC. You got all the original Big Ten teams. You got Nebraska, Penn State. I mean, it does literally go coast to coast, and that's what turns on television sets, and and that's what people measure college football uh, revenues by. So, you know, I, I'm trying to embrace it. I'm skeptical, but you know, this is the future, and we just need to to deal with it because, as you said, college football is still a terrific game. Now, Tom Lucci, the, the Big Ten schools were getting, I don't know, somewhere in the, around the revenue, around $54, $55 million per year. This new deal will guarantee everybody in that conference $75 million a year. And at the end, with the escalators in there, you're probably going to be talking close to $100 million a year. I just want to know if Rutgers can just get by on that kind of money. Well, they're in enough debt, so, you know, it's certainly going to help them. But Here's the thing I would pose to you, all you guys would remember. I'm wondering what Oklahoma and Georgia are thinking from their 1980 suit against the uh, CFA, if you remember that. We yeah. only used to be able to get Chris Sankel and, and Bud Wilkinson, you know, and on one network. So, you know, it, we've come from that, from one network uh, in, in select games to now we go every weekend. We can see almost any team in any conference, but uh, the, the money's getting out of hand. On the other hand, they also have to start paying players. You know, with the NIL, they have to find ways to come up uh, with more money. I, I know that Craig Chiano has already um, talked about to the media about the need for Rutgers to, to raise more NIL money. So uh, certainly this contract will go a long way towards that. Mark Glasson, did it, did it surprise you that the Big Ten went with the NFL model? And what I mean by that, is they start with Fox at noon. Uh, in the middle of the afternoon, they move to CBS. CBS, which has been the home for the SEC 3.30 game of the week. They've got two years left on that contract. But after that, when this contract kicks in, you're going to have a, a Big Ten game in that 3.30 slot using CBS's talent and, all, and the music that used to be uh, with the CBS. And here's the other thing. So you got Fox at noon. You got CBS at 3.30, and then NBC has decided they really want to be in the football business with a primetime 7.30 game. 
what what's your take what's the significance of the big 10 going to that other than the money we understand that but what's the significance of that well tony i, I think it, get, it gets the, the big 10 across the country from noon to from noon to midnight you know every week i mean that's what they want and then money is the issue but it also ex exposure for a lot, a lot of other things and you know nbc is part of it and nbc is going to use the Notre Dame game as a lead-in for that big 10 game so they're gonna have an even bigger audience uh so it's, it's it, but it, but it basically like herb said it, it's 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 become the nfl a mini nfl it's it's all they want is a, a good game at noon a good game at, at midnight and everyone watching every saturday and and, and the big 10 is going to have a chance to have People watching from noon until midnight every week. Well, the SEC is is not standing pat. What they're going to do in their new deal is they're going to have a noon game uh, on ESPN or, as they say, one of the family of networks. And there's a pretty good chance that both the 3.30 game and the 7.30 game will be on ABC over-the-air uh, television, which is exactly what, uh, exactly what the Big Ten did. So I think that is interesting. Uh, to keep your eye on. Speaking of the Big Ten, I do want to run around the room. It looks like our old friend Urban Meyer is coming back to television uh, after his, uh, shall we say, disastrous uh, tour of duty with the Jacksonville Jaguars, with, with just a little on the controversial side. Here's the question, Herb Gould, because you cover the Big Ten a lot. Does Ur we, we know what we, we know what Urban Meyer can do on TV. We've seen him on Fox. We know the drill. Okay, yada yada yada. Well, Urban Meyer, Hergul, coach college football again. If he wants to, you know, I, I think somebody would hire him if he wanted to do it. And I, but you know, I guess the other question you have to ponder, Tony, is at what level? You know, what you know is he going to be at an elite school? I, I don't know that that happens. But, you know, you might look at the way Illinois recycled Brett Bielema. Uh, you know, I don't I, – a school – you know, a middling program, I think, would jump at the chance to have Urban Meyer. But does he want to do that? And, and would a high echelon program want him? I, I'm skeptical on that. So I, I would say, you know, never say never, but I, I would say no, probably not. What do you think? What do you think, Tom Lucci? Does Urban Meyer coach again at the college line? And, and I, I don't, I don't see him at all going to a lower level to just to coach college no. football. I don't see that at all. What I do see is a school that really, really needs some help with a coach, with a coach, uh, because of their program, and they're willing to sort of bite the bullet and go ahead and hire Urban Meyer. Maybe Texas. Oh my! Cartesian doesn't come through. Oh my! You know, you know what, Tony and, and Mark can address this too. I, I thought Urban had a couple of health issues. I know he, <laughs> he he overcame those. He had the health issues, and then he went to the NFL. That's fine, but um, I don't know. I, I would think you know we'd have to see how this gig works out with uh, with television. And I imagine he's certainly getting a lot of money from Jacksonville. So I would be skeptical unless a situation like Texas came along where uh you know sarkeesian wasn't getting it done that's the school that has the resources to be able to hire them and that's the kind of school that i could see him going to that's going to be interesting what you know the nil conversation i'll be honest with you guys the nil conversation bores me okay i really don't care where the guys get the money you know i, I care about the game but i i could not resist this wonderful 
headline this week when it turns out that Hooters, known for wings, among other things, Hooters is, has signed NIL deals with offensive linemen all over the country, not just individual offensive linemen, but groups of offensive linemen at places like Georgia Tech and, 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 other, and other groups, Miami, Miami, University of Miami, Mark Blauschen's alma mater. So they're signing groups of offensive linemen to NIL deals with Hooters. Mark Blauschen, proud graduate of the University of Miami. That's just too good. Oh, it, it, it's it, but it's typical of what Miami does. Miami, you know, and, and it's typical of what's going on in the country. And and you talk about the NIL. NIL is now at the high school level, Tony. It's the high school level. Yep. Uh, they passed they passed law, and I predict within two or three years, like say Hoover High School in Alabama is going to have like uh, players making you know five or ten ten thousand dollars a game just be, be because they're playing from Hoover Alabama, Hoover High School. Uh, so it's 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 gonna be out of control. Uh, getting back to your Lamar thing, Tony, is one is one place I'm telling you to wind up, and I'll, I'll make a prediction right now in, in August of 2022. He's gonna be a Florida State next year. Oh my! Yes, he is because unless they pull it out, and, and, and there it's, it's iffy. They could pull it out with Marvell, but but I, but I but I think he's if he goes belly up again, they haven't been a bowl they haven't a bowl game since 2019. So they're getting restless. And guess what? If, if that job's open, guess who's gonna go after that job? Urban Meyer. Wow. I love I love that on the initial broadcast. Absolutely. Absolutely bring it. And he's gonna wear an Ohio Steve wears an Ohio State shirt on his first uh, Fox thing on Saturday. Like he did the last time we saw him. Uh speak speaking of head coaches, uh about a week or so ago, maybe two weeks ago, Kirby Smart, coach of the University of Georgia Bulldogs, defending national champions, gets an incredible contract, well over $10 million a year and became the highest paid coach in the country when it comes to college football. Well, as my dear friend Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friend. And we look up and at the end of the week, Nick Saban's got a brand new eight-year deal. Let me get this figure right. It'll average about $11.7 million per year. I think it's an eight-year total deal. Who didn't see, Mr. Lucci, who didn't see that coming? Yeah, of course. You know, Alabama's got to one-up everybody. But you, you, you wonder what, uh, it, what would Newt Rockney be worth in this day and age? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing about the salaries. Being out there used to be that great disparity between the NFL and the, and the college yeah. world in terms of coaches and what they pay. That gap is obviously lessening a lot. And now, Alabama and Georgia are the exceptions. But, you know, you're seeing places at like Texas, USC. I mean, they're play, paying a lot of money. And uh, I don't think it, it used to be that that college coaches would get out of it because of the grind, the recruiting, all that. And now it seems to me that the um, NFL has become a 365 day a year job. So yeah. I'm not so sure that, you know, college football isn't more attractive or becoming more attractive to great coaches than the NFL. Well. Wow. That to me, that that's just it's just fascinating. The question there becomes: I think his contract goes until twenty thirty. What are the what are the odds that he'll fulfill that contract? Uh, he he's seventy, so we shall see. We shall absolutely see. Hey, listen, we're going to go one of my favorite parts. We're going to touch base, and I want you guys to be all in this. But I want to touch base with my man Lucci, the locksmith, because. He and I were trading messages earlier today about different, you know, different kind of stuff. 
And well, first of all, let, let's start here. Lucci, we've got games this Saturday. Are there, you know, usually there, there, there's a reason they call them week yeah. zero, but there's a bunch of interesting games. Any games really jump off the board at you? And we'll remind, remind our folks that you are not far away from a Caesar sports book. Yeah, no, as a matter of fact, in my job, uh, I've told you this before, but I, I have the greatest path to a full-fledged sports book. I walk past Max's Hot Dogs, past Lighthouse Italian Ice, and then Wait. I'm into a full-fledged uh, sports book with full-fledged racing on the other side. But um, the first week, I mean, the, obviously the Northwestern Nebraska uh, game jumps out at you because there's so much pressure on Scott Frost. I, I would think the other one that's of a little interest, Vanderbilt at Hawaii. Is this Vanderbilt's one win, Tony? Is that it? I, I saw maybe, maybe a second win. I think they played Northern Illinois. I think that might might be a possible. But yeah, after after they went two and ten last year, I think they'll win this game. But I agree with you. I, I don't yes. know. If there's another. not a lot on the schedule. It's, I, I think there's only uh, six games that first Saturday. You know, so those would be the to me the the uh, the two that jump out just in, in terms of intrigue, and they also involve Power Five conferences. The others do not. So. Uh, those are the two games that jump out the first Saturday. Now, Herb, let me ask you about Northwestern. Obviously, we we all respect Pat Fitzgerald and the work that he's done there, but things did not go well last year. What and what what is the state of that program right now? Well, I think Tony that the you know the recruiting had really hit a really high uh, good stride for a while there, and it's probably a little bit down lately. Also, you know, they with the new portal, they've brought in quarterbacks and, and it hasn't quite clicked. Um, part of that, you know, might be the quarterback and part of that might be you know, the people around the quarterback. Um, I, I think that Pat will get it together. I just don't know, you know, this early in the season. I mean, they traditionally don't, you know, they've struggled in the, in the first few weeks of the season, even when they've had good teams. So I don't know what to think about this one. Maybe they'll reverse the trend completely. But they also lost their defensive coordinator a year ago. So, you know, they've, they've had some some bumps in the road. Uh, but I, I think eventually Pat will get that that ship righted because he, he really is Northwestern football, you know, in a way that nobody could really duplicate. Mark Blauschen. How short a lease is Scott Frost on as we enter this season? Oh, the shortest of leashes. I mean, he's, he's got to – I mean, he knows if he doesn't get at least 500, uh, he's, he's gone. And so is – and Stafford, he took – I think he took a, a major gamble uh, – not a gamble, but he took a major step. He hired Mark Whipple from Pittsburgh as his conference coordinator, and Whipple is going to run the offense. And I and I think uh, they're one of my sleeper teams, Tony. I think they're going to they're – I, mean, well, I don't know what Lucha has them for over uh, – over under, I think it's seven and a half games. I think it's their their, their total. Yeah, well, I think they're going to crush that. They're favored by uh, 13, 13 against. Uh, and I and I I'm, I have faith in Whipple. What forty did at Pittsburgh, so I think they they could be a sleeper team. Interesting. Wait, now, did you? If I might interrupt for a sec, did I yes, just sir. hear? Did I just hear Luke say that it's North, Nebraska minus thirteen? Yes, yes. I have the update. I think that Blau yeah. and I might have a lunch riding on those thirteen do. points. Do okay. Blau yeah, was trying to talk me down lower than thirteen when I spoke to him last. No, I have the I have the most updated odds in front of me right now from the Caesar Sportsbook. So yes, right, it's you will be the now. arbiter. Thirteen. Uh, all right. Now, Herb, I wanted to ask you about Illinois. Illinois has got Wyoming 
There, there. Uh, I've got ten points on that, Mr. Lucci. Is that about right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Illinois favored by ten. At Illinois home. favored by ten. What What is going on in Illinois? Can Brett Bielema actually do this? Yeah, I think you know to a certain degree. I mean, you know, at Illinois, you know, eight and four is a magical year. So you know, can he get to eight and four? I think so. Um, you know, they had you forget they had some crazy wins last year. They beat Nebraska. They beat Penn State in that that uh, wild nine overtime game. Um, you know, Brett's got you know he's an he's an Illinois native. You you know you're remembering the disaster at Arkansas. What you need to remember, too, is that he was a pretty good sustainer at Wisconsin when Barry Alvarez retired. With three Rose Bowls. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I mean, he's, you know, I, I don't know that they're going to, you know, I, I'm not putting him in as a, a playoff contender. But, but yeah, I think that Bill, you know, he knows what Illinois is and he is doing it the way Illinois needs to do it. So, yeah, they can be okay. All right, now, Brother Lucci, I want to I I put this bug in your ear early. It's a week early, but uh, North Carolina for, this Saturday, North Carolina's going to play, play Florida A&M. Okay, that, that, that should be over very, very early. But the following week, I want you to track this game, Mr. Lucci. The following yeah. week, North Carolina goes to Appalachian State. The line's already up, Tony. And it is? Minus two. North Carolina minus two. Oh, 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 oh my goodness. I, I, I will tell you this, too, for some interest, because I know people will be interest, interested. The uh, the Notre Dame-Ohio State line is up to Ohio State minus 15 and a half. Whoa. It's up, it's up, actually up one point. That's how many people are betting Ohio State. That, I could be wrong. That just seems a little, that seems a little rich to me. I, you know, that's a lot, that's a lot of points, but that's, I guess that's why they do it. I guess while they do it. One one more game. One more game. Keep an sure. eye on this one. Charlotte at Florida Atlantic. That's got a chance. What, what, what's the number on that game, Mr. Lewis? What's the date of that game? That's Saturday. That's this this coming Saturday? Yeah. It is Florida Atlantic minus seven and a half. Playing at, at home. Playing at home. At playing home. at home. Okay. Uh, Charlotte has uh, has built its football program. They have done a nice job. Both teams yeah. went five and seven, three and five in Conference USA. I'm just saying that there just might be some interest there. That is, that is what we're talking. <laughs> okay. Just, uh, but, uh, just by the way, be- Mark, the people must be listening to you about Nebraska because on the sheets for to win the national championship future, they've gone down from a 150 to one to 100 to one. There you go. All right. My oh my, my oh my. All right, guys. Let me move on to this. This is something we've talked about. Uh, we've talked about in the past. I want to get it out there today, and it's this: What are you looking forward to most in this season? What are you looking forward to most in this season? I'm looking forward to. I had a chance to be in a meeting with Archie Griffin about two weeks ago. I had a chance to have a conversation with him. Great, great guy, by the way. Just a great guy. He works for Ohio State. Does them very proud. Only guy who's ever won back-to-back Heisman trophies at Ohio State, 74 and 75. And I am, I'm really anxious to see if Bryce Young can repeat as a Heisman Trophy winner and, and if they're going to give him the opportunity. Bill O'Brien's second year, I believe your buddy Bill O'Brien there, Mr. Blau, is there in his oh. second year. Uh, very good football coach and uh, 
So that I'm looking forward to watching Bryce Young try to win a second Heisman Trophy. And and uh, I'm kind of curious, how's that going to go? I'll tell you this, Tony. He's the second choice, uh, according to the season sports. He's 17 to four, which is about a little more than four to one. C.J. Stroud is the two to one favorite to win it. Hmm. So those, those have shifted a little bit. C.J. Stroud is the two to one favorite. And, uh, most most everybody else is a long shot after that. And Luch, I don't, I don't know if you saw this or not, but I saw a story somewhere that quoted Caesar's uh, sports book saying, while the uh, C.J. Stroud is favored to win the Heisman Trophy in their book. Right. Money that's already been bet so far, most of that money has gone to the at the Alabama linebacker Will Anderson. Well, it, Explain know, to me how that works. Well, he's uh, you know, he was fifth in the Heisman Trophy balloting last year, and he's on this sheet. Uh, he's only twenty-five to one, which is um, unusually low for a defensive player and unusually right. low for a linebacker. So, um, yeah, you know, the odds will shift depending on how much money comes in on certain, you know, on certain players. And I, I think people were looking for value. There's not a right. lot of value with C.J. Stroud at two to one. I think there is value at more than four to one on Bryce Young, you know, depending on his schedule. But the value to me is Alabama's linebacker at 25 to one. Right. For what you'd have to put down to win, it, it, if it pays, it's, it's a very good value. Yo, you no question about it. Every you know, every dollar you put down, you get twenty five back. So you know, that's uh, those that's are a good way. Say he doesn't have to come out of the blue to win this. I mean, he was fifth in the balloting last year. Speaking of Heisman, is is Stetson Bennett the fourth on the board? He is indeed. He's twenty to one. Really? Yes, twenty to one. Um, hmm. It looks like he was a late addition to the board because he's the last name on there. But he's twenty to one right now. Hmm. That's a good value. You think so? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Absolutely. Definitely, definitely a good value. Mark Blauschen, what are you looking forward to most in this college football season? I am looking at, looking at, at the preseason polls. Uh, I see Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson, one, two, three, four. I, I want new faces. I want to. I want a new face in the final four in, in California. And, and, and where it comes from, it might be an old news face. I mean, it could be, I, I think USC could, could, could surprise people. Uh, you know, or something, but I want uh, definitely someone out, outside of the, the those four teams, and then and that, let's break it into out of, out of the rest of the country a little bit. Keep this stat in mind: the Southeastern Conference has won twelve of the last sixteen right. national championships. And here, here's here's the cool part of that stat: of those six, uh, twelve national championships, they have been they've had five different schools win those 12 national championships. Obviously, six of them belong to Alabama, but there, there are four other schools that are involved. Mr. Lucci, what are you looking forward to this season? Well, just to see if the uh, the playoffs going forward will we'll go back to being a closed set or whether there's a chance for another uh, group of five schools we saw last year with Cincinnati. I mean, there are a couple of possibilities out there. I think Houston is possible. Um, or coming off a great season and BYU because of the schedule is a possibility. I'm not sure about Cincinnati. They, they opened with Arkansas right away. Yep. Uh, so Cincinnati doing it and they were a seven point underdog at Arkansas. So I, I want to see if, if it's truly open or if that was just a, you know, a one year fluke for Cincinnati, uh, you know, until they possibly expand the playoffs, but are we just going to see four power fives again, going forward? Yeah. New, new quarterback at Cincinnati. 
right. going to Arkansas, and they're really excited. I think that number, frankly, that number uh, for Arkansas, that that minus seven, I think I think that's low. I think I, I think it's going to be more than that when all yeah. is said and done. What about you, Herb? What are you looking forward to this season? Well, Tony, as you know, I, I love melodrama in sports, and and we've had it here in the Big Ten with Nebraska. It's sort of we're in the middle act right now. Can they turn it around? We had it at Michigan, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh with the downs and then the up last year. So I'm really looking forward to to watching Notre Dame and USC. A lot of people are making assumptions about just how wonderful they're going to be this year. And I'm looking at, you know, certainly the Notre Dame schedule. And there's the, the assumptions others are making are not assumptions I necessarily make. They have a new coach and a new quarterback. What could possibly go wrong? You know, they open at Ohio State. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with USC and Notre Dame because there's, they have such great tradition and such great fan bases. And we're going to find out this year whether they can live up to some very lofty expectations. Well, gentlemen, I tell you what, it has been an, an outstanding first maiden voyage. Uh, I appreciate all that you guys do. And uh, before we go, I want to mention again that we want to. Give a shout out to our sponsor, APA Games, APBA, APAGames.com. And we appreciate everything they do. We appreciate David Amaral uh, in San Antonio and Sheila in lovely Chino Hills for everything they do. So, speaking for Mark Blauschen, Herb Gould, Tom Lucci, I'm Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football, saying thank you and take care and carry on. <laughs>